0: Oh, did I mention that tomorrow is Valentine's Day and that we have a date? Yes, you heard right. Guy and I have a date. We are going to dinner and a movie for Valentine's Day, one year after we broke up as a married couple. Welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a guiding light for women facing the paralyzing challenges of an unwanted separation. If you're feeling frozen by the weight of heartbreak or the uncertainty of a crumbling relationship, you're not alone. I'm Josie, your host and a separation survival specialist, because I've been where you are, overwhelmed, emotionally stuck, and unsure of what lies ahead. But here's the truth. Healing and empowerment are within your reach. Together, we'll shatter the chains of paralysis, embrace this journey, and pave the way to your new future. So it's time to step forward, find your strength, and rewrite your story, because the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Now before we start today's episode, please consider taking a moment to click that subscribe button. And with that, here we go. Hello again, and welcome to another journal entry episode. I hope that I've inspired you to maybe start keeping your own journal. It doesn't have to be about your separation or divorce, just about your thoughts and feelings and things you want to maybe be able to reflect on later in life. Anyway, I love journaling. I do it for many different things, though mostly it is when I'm, I'm struggling. So I, I hope that you do give it a try. And with that, let's get into this week's journal entry, which is going to probably be interesting because it's for February 13th, just before Valentine's Day. So here we go. Okay, so it's been a crazy weekend. Why? Well, because Guy and I have been hanging out a lot. We talk almost every day and his quote-unquote girlfriend was crumbing over this weekend so we were not able to talk for a few days. Wow, did I say a few? It was more like all day yesterday and I felt the void of not talking to him. I pretty much already told Guy that we need to just be friends. I'm not kidding myself on the fact that he likes me as a friend but is not in love with me anymore but will take sex whenever he can. I really am clear on that. I get that. But it does not stop me from hoping or better yet, kidding myself about his feelings when we are together. So anyway, I was not happy that I could not call him, or more to the point that I could tell that I was missing talking to him. Well, anyway, today, Sunday, he logged onto the computer and told me that he has something to tell me when we get together tomorrow night. But he could not wait that long, and so he told me that he and his friend had sex Friday night. How did I feel? Well, not good. And why? Well, who knows? If I had to guess, it would be because I'm scared. They are friends, good ones. And now what does this mean? Will they now fall in love and get together? Shit. I feel like crying and I know that it's crazy, but there it is. I get this feeling that he has been dying to tell me. And mainly it's because of the friend factor. So, okay, still, he is now at two, and I am at three, and I'm still beating him on that, but fuck, mine sucked. Why is it that me, as the woman, want the relationship, and all I can get is the sex, and he, who just wants the sex, can get the relationship? That is so fucked up. Oh, did I mention that tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and that we have a date? Yes, you heard right. Guy and I have a date. We are going to dinner and a movie for Valentine's Day. One year after we broke up as a married couple. It is to be a platonic date. No funny stuff. So anyway, I need to get a life. I have a job. I have an apartment. And that is a few very good steps. But not enough. I need more. So much more. I need to go do things to make this happen. I got the gym key today, so I need to make it work. I need to get to the gym and get my ass in gear. If nothing else, I need to get going for my trip with the girls in two months. So where am I? Who the hell knows? All I know is that I am a mess. I do not know what to think about this new step in guy's life. Fuck. Just saying that makes me think, yes, guy's life, not your life. I need to get a fucking life so that what he does does not mean anything to me. His life is not my life anymore. I want to cry when I write that. That is a sign that I still don't get it. We are not one anymore. We are not, and I need to remember that. Okay, well, interesting. I mean, I remember. I knew that I went on a date with him. I want to say that the movie we saw, and I could be wrong... But I'm pretty sure that the movie we saw was um, Phantom of the Opera, which I loved. A lot of people hated it. I just loved it. And that was my introduction to Gerard Butler. And I just thought that he was so dreamy. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I think I also remember being mad because if you have watched the movie Phantom of the Opera or even the the play, you know, the Phantom is so in love with Christine and he does all this stuff for her. And he writes this song about, you know, her wanting her to love him and stuff like that. And I know that I was like watching this movie, loving it, but also raging, raging, sitting next to guy and thinking, man, look at this, how much this person loves her. And why can't you feel like that for me? You know, Going back to how completely unhealthy it is to go on a Valentine's date with your freaking ex-husband. Even though we weren't exes yet, we were separated. But a year after separating, we are um, going on a date together. And he has a girlfriend. So, well, I don't know if he has a girlfriend, but clearly he's dating that uh, somebody. And he's sleeping with his best friend. And he is... Um, going out on dates with his soon-to-be ex-wife. Let me tell you, that guy was not wasting a precious moment of this new life of his. He was definitely taking full advantage (laughs) everywhere he can. Well, let's see. (laughs) What else can I say? I do remember, I I had thought that I had already talked about him sleeping with his friend, but maybe it hadn't happened yet. I remember when he told me, and this girl was, I, I, I think I might have met her. She was nice. She treated my son nice, and they were friends. They met at Salsa, and they were friends, so that's fine. But it had been pretty platonic, and then they had sex. And he couldn't wait to tell me, which, ah, it, does that seem like really unhealthy and fucked up that he's sleeping with me? on and off. He has a girlfriend and then he can't wait to tell me that he slept with somebody else. I do know, to be clear, I do know that he was not telling me this to hurt my feelings. He wasn't telling me this to brag. I do remember him just wanting to share with me because we were talking a lot and we were friends. When we weren't pissed off at each other or fighting about our son or things like that, we were friends. And so I do believe that in the context of friends, he was telling me this. He did not see it as a bad thing or hurting my feelings when he told me. So I don't even know what to say about that, except that it did hurt my feelings. But of course it hurt my feelings. I was not the one who wanted this to be our life. I wanted him to be committed to me. I didn't ever imagine that we were going to be discussing him sleeping with other women. Well, I mean, yes, I do remember that though that he would have loved to have done that in our relationship and he would have loved for me to join in on those things in the relationship. But I never believed that I would absolutely do that. And I am proud to say, spoiler alert, I never ever did that. I never joined him in any sort of three way or anything like that. You would think that because I was so desperate to hold on to our relationship, our marriage, that maybe I would have done anything. I mean, I was doing a lot. We're not going to lie, but I am proud to say that there was a line that I was not willing to cross. And so there's that. But anyway, um, so the night before Valentine's Day, when we're going to go out on a platonic date, he tells me, is that what I said that he told me? The same? No, I'm just writing that day. I used, Sometimes I would put what time it was. I guess I'm just sharing that it was a crazy weekend. But I don't think he specifically told me that day, the day before Valentine's Day, that he had slept with her. So actually, yes, it says today. I went back to look. And it is Today. So the 13th of February, he let me know that he had slept with someone and we have a Valentine's date the next day. I'm saying it's purely platonic. But do you think do you think subconsciously for me, it means a lot that on the first Valentine's Day after I break up of all the things he could be doing, he's going out on a date with me? Of course, of course, I thought it meant something. Of course, subconsciously and probably a little consciously, I'm thinking this still means that we have a chance. This still means that we can be together. So, um, that sucks. (laughs) Hey there, Josie here with a quick interruption because I've got something special just for you. If you've been tuning into my podcast, you know that it's all about navigating the journey from devastated to divorced with strength and purpose. So I've created a chapter checklist that's like a roadmap through the chapters of your own story. Whether you're blissfully unaware or divorced and beyond, this checklist is designed to help you understand where you are and what steps to take next. It's more than just a checklist. It's a lifeline. And the best part, it's free and my way of saying thank you for being part of this incredible community. So just head over to www.heavypagespodcast.com to grab your free copy. And if you're ready to take charge of your journey and get the support you deserve, let's do this together. Because remember, the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Okay, so I mentioned that we have been talking daily, almost daily, but then because the girlfriend is showing up that we can't talk, and really we only talked, didn't talk for like one day, and it is um, upsetting me. What bothers me about that is that I was clearly, again, not valuing myself. All of this comes down to having self-worth. If you are valuing yourself. You are not sitting there and waiting for the person that is supposed to be your life partner to make room for you when his girlfriend is coming over or or feeling like you have to, you know, hide yourself and and be quiet because his girlfriend is coming over. You uh, like like I said in the in the at the end of this journal entry, that it is his life. I have not detached myself from him enough. I am so attached from him that the stuff that he does affects me because he is living his life and I am still living our life. I'm not living my life. I'm still too concerned, too involved in what he is doing. And I get it. I clearly get it. When I write it down, I get it, but I'm, I'm not doing enough about it. That's the problem. That is the problem. At this point, the problem is not you don't know better. It's you're just not doing better. And I don't do better. I continue to, I guess for lack of a better word, degrade myself to hold on to any semblance of a relationship with him. And that's just a shame. I don't really know what else to say about it. What lesson can be learned from this journal entry? Go on a date with yourself (laughs) on a holiday or special occasion after your breakup, even if you and your partner or your ex are friendly. If you have not completely healed, if you have not done the work, if you do not have Clear boundaries, clear self-worth, clear self-esteem. Do not entangle with them in those times. Do not lean on them. That's what I was doing. I was leaning on him instead of leaning on myself. And what we need to do in these times is lean on ourselves. I should have went on a fun little date with my son. I could have done a really cute Valentine's Day thing with my son. It didn't have to include Guy. It didn't have to include Guy. It should not have included Guy. It needs to be a clean break. And and I say this all the time, and I know it's hard when you have children to do a clean break. But the reason that this stretched on so long is because I didn't do what I needed to do, which was cut him off, speak to him only when it had to do with our son. I didn't have to be a jerk. I didn't have to be mean. I didn't have to be ugly. I just needed to keep the communication strictly about our son and not talk about anybody else or worry about anybody else not share with him if I had slept with somebody not have him feel so comfortable that he can share with me when he slept with somebody not be sleeping with him while he's sleeping with somebody all of that all of those things are the things that I did wrong all of those things are things that I that caused me to Takes so long to heal and to really find out who I was again. They were wrong. They were missteps. And that's why I do this podcast episode. That's why I share this with you because I want you to hear this. And if you are doing this, stop. Value yourself. Put a stop to it. If you are doing it because you think, well, there's a chance that we're going to get back together. And I think I said on this on this journal entry or the last one that I knew that I needed to ask him soon what we were. Listen, I did. It'll show up eventually because I wanted to have that one very clear. We're both doing our own thing. Do we have a possibility of getting back together? Do you feel like we have a possibility of getting back together? And you know what he said? No. And I'm like, okay. And I needed to hear that. So that I could give myself permission to be like, I no longer need to invest. I must stop investing. So I give you permission. If you are doing what I did right now, I give you permission to confront your person and ask them clearly, what is it? Where are we? Are we done? Are we going to work on things? What's going on? And have them answer you honestly. And this is what I say. If they give you, you know, a wishy-washy, I'm not sure, maybe, whatever, you need to force the question. I know that I did that and I forced him to say no because he's like, well, if you're asking me now, and this was not this time. This has had already happened before, um, you know, in the beginning parts of the uh, separation. And he said, if you want to know an answer today, then the answer is no. And so you might regret pushing them towards an answer. But if that is their answer, you just need to hear it so that you can keep moving forward. And that's if you feel like you need them to clarify things to you. It's okay if you say, I feel like we're done. I say we're done. It's okay. You're allowed to do that. So do that. End it. Say no. I feel like I've done enough. I'm going to let you know that I feel like we have done enough and it's time for us to just, you know, clearly set boundaries. I hope that you're stronger than me. I hope that you are able to do that. And I think with that, I'm going to leave you for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. that's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.